Yo, 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 NASCAR fans, ready for a uh, NASCAR episode of the Big Deep Podcast. Before I bring in today's special guest, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. See all my content. Trust me, got some NFL, soccer, NASCAR, golf, you name we've got it here. Also, check out the Big Deep Podcast for your audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So uh, joining us to uh, talk a uh, little NASCAR tonight is uh, my friend, Fantasy Bosco. Uh, Bosco, <laughs> have you repaired your dead race calls from the uh, Coke Zero Sugar 400 on Sunday? In it, I, they went straight to the scrapyard. I don't know about who's fixing dents, but uh, I, I think we need some new rebuilds. I, I told someone if, if I was a team in the playoffs – I am showing up with either the car that I have no desire to use in the playoffs or a car that hasn't run all that well, a chassis or something that I'm not real fond of because I'm pretty confident we're not going to come home with it. Over your Paul Kyle Walson and just blow up, at least you have a race call for Talladega. Yeah, yeah, true. Not saying he did. I'm not saying he did it on purpose because I don't think Kyle Wilson would blow up on purpose. But at least he was the only. At least he was the only driver who did not wreck. He just was on his plane three hours before Chase Elliott was. Right, and and to your point, guess what? The only thing they have to rebuild is the motor. And with all the strict rules and policies on the motor, there's not much going on there. They have to do it every so often anyway. They don't have to touch the car, man. Let, let's be honest. It's a lot easier to make cars faster and than it is to rebuild cars. Um, I shouldn't say easier, but more time efficient. Well, um, if you think back to Sunday's Cup Zero Sugar 400, uh, was that the craziest crash fest of a race you've ever seen? Because I don't remember a race with that many wreck race calls. Um, I want to say there had to be, a, I didn't do the actual count on wreck cars. <clears throat> so you may be right, Dylan. Um, I guess for me, there's, there's a couple of races that come to mind where we, I remember vividly in the last 10 years watching a race where we literally had half the cars coming to, you know, like a green, white checkered and them still wrecking. I, I want to say there was a race where we had less than 12 cars running at the finish within the last 10 years. But I mean, would, to your point, it was a high speed demo derby, man. Yeah. How many big, I think there were at least three big ones. And you think of the third big one where the guys wrecked in turn one when it started raining and, and literally all the calls wrecked. It looked like 2001 Winston where all the calls wrecked in turn one. It, it did. It had that look because the wreck started so far up front that you had no idea where somebody was going to get through. Like, I mean, you, you know, we've seen it. Somebody's going to find a way to get through. But the, the wreck happened so far up front. Usually we see it at least, you know, typically it's what the first three, four, maybe five cars that are ahead of the wreck or kind of piecing their way through it. This this literally took out the front two leaders and everyone behind him till. God knows where Austin Dillon was, was in that pack. I never even looked uh, at the scoring to see where he was there before they uh, took turn one. Well, I don't know where Austin Dillon was before the wreck, but we know where he was after the wreck, leading. Yeah. 
And then on the and then a couple laps ago, he bumped Austin Cindric. Like, like I didn't think we see a bump and run at Daytona, but Dylan bumped Cindric, who could have swept both races. And now Austin Dylan's in the playoffs. So you think survive the big wreck and then end up in the playoffs. And that was after spinning out of one of the early wrecks, losing a lap, getting the lap back. So and then literally everything that could have happened did so. Only at Daytona. Yeah, so uh, you think we were talking about this uh, before recording and uh, Austin Dillon's won four Cup Series races, but they've all been in some freaky affair. You think Coca-Cola 600, he won on fuel mileage when I think it was Jimmy Johnson who ran out of gas that night. 2018 Daytona 500, guess what? He didn't bump Austin Syndrome, but he bumped Eric Amarola for the win. 2020 Texas, literally he and Tyler Reddick had not made pit stops. And the and uh, I think that was the Quinn House wreck, if my memory serves me right. And then on Sunday, he was literally in the middle of the pack, survived the big one, and then won the race. Get this. How many laps has Austin Dillon led in his four cup victories? We talked about this, so I know this. 35. 35 whole laps. Yeah, Tyler Reddick led more laps when he won the Indianapolis road course. 38. I wouldn't say Austin, Austin Dillon's the most dominant NASCAR driver we've ever seen. No, no. Um, you know, racing does tend to, you know, how you do or where you are at the right time. I mean, poor Dale Earnhardt won everything on wheels at Daytona except for the 500 for so, so long, including, you know, hitting birds and things like that, ruining it. So, uh, you know, luck, luck is a part of racing. We can't deny that. It is a little weird to think, though, 35 laps led, four wins. Like, you know, we hear about someone like a Todd Gilliland doing something like that in one win. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of the, the claim to fame for him is the one big win or whatever. But four wins, I don't know. How many more can Austin Dillon luck into, do you think? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. If they keep racing like this, won't know so many. Yeah, because we may not have more than 20 cars on the lead lap anyway. Oh, gosh. Yeah. There were like, what, nine or 10 calls somewhat running, and everybody else was not was running, but not really running in the pack. No, they were just kind of wheels were turning on the car. They were steering said car, and they were keeping a minimum speed, but that was about it. <laughs> yeah. So. Um... Now, after thankfully a week of wreck race calls, we head from one of NASCAR's historic tracks to another one of NASCAR's historic tracks, Dalton and the Southern 500. So, hopefully, there won't be quite as much carnage this weekend. But uh, when you think of Dalton, uh, you think uh, a cheese grater of a racetrack. So, what do you expect to see on Sunday night? I'm sure we'll see some black stripes like always, right? That's a given. The lady in black leaving her mark. And tire wear will certainly come into play. 
I have not. I, in fact, later tonight, I was going to pull some numbers from the last race since we since we got to at least see this car run this track uh, this year. I think it's worthwhile to go back and, and check last year or uh, the spring event. You know what I recall from memory. It was a fairly decent race. I mean, we definitely had some wrecks. The car, they were complaining about the car being tough to drive. We didn't see a bunch of big ones, but we definitely saw some carnage. Um, you know, the, it was a fairly exciting finish, if I recall. It came down to taking, the problem was it came down to taking tires at the right time, right? So it's probably going to come down to that again. Who has the last set of good sticker tires? And how late can they put them on in the race? And that's probably going to be the difference in who wins or not. And who and who's willing to lay the bump up? Because as we saw back on Mother's Day, Joey Logano was willing to lay the bump yep. up on Willie B. Yeah, and he was pretty upset about that, if I recall correctly. Yeah, Mr. he didn't make William Byron or Jeff Gordon happy that afternoon. No, no. So, um, thinking of the uh, some of the playoff drivers heading into Darlington, uh, would you say Chase Elliott is the favorite for the championship, not just where he is point-wise, but with Chase's consistency full wins? Is Chase Elliott the favorite to potentially get his second championship in three years, or is somebody else – or do you like somebody else to maybe get the ring? I – Ever since we've started doing the playoffs, I tend to like or to want to bet on the team or driver that seems to either they had to be dominant early in the year and it kind of looked like they're testing something like Jimmy Johnson and the 48 team used to do back in the day. Or I need, which we didn't have anyone real dominant this year. Kyle Larson was last year. Or I need to see something where we've seen a trend of, of movement in the right direction. And the car that really intrigues me the most is the four Kevin Harvick. They've been really been pretty strong the last month at all the different tracks. He has a knack for closing things out. He and Rodney Childers know exactly what it takes to win. They've been down this road before. Nobody's really pinpointing or pegging them for anything. So if they can get through the first round or two, They'll be right there as far as condition, you know, with the playoff points and everything else. So that's that's the team in the car that I'm most intrigued about. Um, you know, we can't sleep on the Toyotas. The, the manufacturer there is going to throw a lot on it. I, I do like Chase. I mean, to your point, he Dylan, he's he's been consistent. He's been near the front. I just don't I'm just not feeling it for some reason. I, I think Hendrick is, is going to come up short this year. It's just more of a gut feeling than anything else. Hoffick's interesting, especially when you get a hot call, a hot call and a hot drive. And do I think Kevin Hoffick and Rodney Jones have been great throughout the year? No, but Dalton's a race where you don't need the best call. Kevin Hoffick and Rodney Jones are going to beat people with the old brain rather than yep. flat out speed. And Dalton's, guess what? If you, he won Richmond, which eats up tires. Guess what Dalton's going to do? Eats up tires. <laughs> yeah. And Hulvick's uh, I mean, run really well there, especially the last couple of years, whether it be high horsepower, low horsepower, downfalls, no downfalls. Hulvick can set himself up for the last 100 miles. So um, 
I can't believe I'm saying this, but is Kyle Walson potentially? I mean, everybody's going to look at Chase Elliott from the Henry from Henry Motorsports, but I know Kyle Walson's gone through a very inconsistent season, but. Do we see the Kyle Walsh more like last year, or do we see the Kyle more this year, more inconsistent in the playoffs? I'm expecting some more inconsistency. I just don't think they have quite found have quite found what they're looking for for feel. Um, I, I don't know if they were doing some of the stuff that the other teams got caught cheating for, and so – or maybe the other teams caught cheating. We're doing things to help the cars feel a little bit better. But I just feel like Kyle Larson hasn't got the comfort level yet. You know, whether it's this tire, um, the car itself, I just feel like he's he's kind of missing. So <laughs> to your point, I don't think we can completely rule him out. But I think you're going to see a lot more inconsistency like we have this year. Stop. I mean, you didn't see a lot of time. You didn't see a lot of races last year where Kyle just spun out on his own. I mean, he finished what thirty-six in the first Olympic race. But I think Kyle and Cliff Daniels can get it together. I think it's smart that Kyle's running the Xfinity race on Saturday because the last time he won the Xfinity race, he won that. And guess what happened on Sunday? He, he beat won Chase Sunday. <laughs> yeah, he beat Chase Elliott at Watkins Glen again. Yeah, and didn't he race at Xfinity somewhere else earlier in the Road year? Road America. Road America. High Gibbs won that race. Yeah, that's right. So, after the um, Hendrick talk, uh, I think we need to talk about uh, Joe Gibbs racing the other, probably the other team. Like, Hendrick and Joe Gibbs are probably the top two teams in NASCAR, but uh, – Maybe the most befuddling question is uh, what happened? What Kyle Butch are we going to see in the playoffs? Because <laughs> this has been a befuddling season for Kyle. I mean, yeah, he won the Bristol dirt race, but Chase, Tyler Reddick and Chase Briscoe went bonsai and wrecked each other in the last lap. Right. I, I cannot figure out Kyle Butch this season. Just when I think he's going to get momentum, boom, he's wrecks. I mean, do you think we see that a more consistent Kyle Busch or, uh, or I I I think it's going to depend on how much his son is racing. Honestly, I I think if we want to get a vibe on what Kyle Busch is going to do over the next six weeks, we need to pull the schedule of Brexton and see what he's going to be doing. Kyle has not had his, in my opinion, has not had his head in the game. Uh, as a buddy of mine at work pointed out a couple of times during the season when he's listened to the radio. Kyle's been asking about Brexton when they haven't been racing together. I know Kyle was up here for a weekly event at the local dirt trek I used to race at. Um, did a big thing. Rowdy sponsored it. You know, Rowdy Energy Drink. Um, I th- Honestly, I think it, if Brexton is about done with his season, we better take note and look out for Kyle Busch. I think it'll be a different Kyle Busch. If Brexton is racing throughout the next six to eight weeks, I think you're going to see the same sort of befuddlement. Do you also wonder whether or not Kyle Busch's potential contract for 2023 is uh, hurting his performance this year? Because we don't see, because in the past, we never see, have seen Kyle spin out like he has done so many times this year. Think of uh, Lowry when he spun out twice there. 
I think it's part this car. I think it's the tire combo. I think it's part lack of practice time. He is a guy that likes practice time, likes to have notes, likes to make adjustments on the cars he feels for it. Um, I think it's part Brexton. I think it's part the contract. I think I think all these things are, are playing into it. And I don't think he has a comfort level inside the vehicle itself. I don't think mentally he's in the same place that he was four years ago. So I think all that's playing into it because you're right. And look, Kyle Larson, in my opinion, the best two drivers out there as far as talent and, and Reddick would be coming up close in third is Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson. I don't, I don't think there's any better driver talent on the track than those two gentlemen. And like I said, I'll put Reddick in that group now. Just my opinion, the way they wheel, the way they feel, I, I, I truly believe that. And yet those two Kyles have really struggled this year. And I find that very interesting. Yeah, it is interesting because you think two guys can handle a race call better than anybody. I've mysteriously wrecked that unforeseen times. Both of them. Both of them have lost it out, you know, just straight up on their own. You know, I can't believe he hasn't won a championship, but is Danny Hamlin is is Danny Hamlin poised for another championship run? Because yeah, I mean, it's been hit or miss season. When Danny Hamlin's good, he's really good. But when he's bad, you know, because the joke <laughs> Other than Christopher Bell, the Joe Gibson has not been great, particularly on the road horses, but you get Danny Hamlin on a hot weekend when he's running well, look out. Because Hamlin's, Hamlin won this race last year. He loves Dalton, and eventually Danny's got to win one of these championships, right? I mean, it, it doesn't seem right that he has not won a championship yet. You know, but it was kind of the same with Carl Edwards, right? I mean – Tied, tied for one. I mean, you know, as, as good as much as he won back in his time, you know, sometimes these things elude us. I got to believe, though, as far as the Gibbs cars, if you had me pick one, I, I think it's Hamlin. I mean, Bell's definitely shown some speed. He's hungry, but Hamlin's been kind of sneaky. I mean, they, they snuck away with that first win. Uh, earlier this year was that Martinsville or Richmond where he kind of stumbled in Richmond. Richmond. Yeah. Um, you know, he stumbled into it there. If you look at the road courses, to your point, none of the Toyotas have been particularly good. Oddly enough, the 2311 ones have been a little bit better, but Bell's been kind of up front, showed some speed. And the only other one has been Hamlin. Um, you know, maybe some of that's some driving ability in addition to, you know, kind of compensating for the car or what have you. But I got to believe that Hamlin's kind of figured out a little bit of a balance by now with ownership and driver. Um, they have a great relationship between the two teams. There's plenty of support from the Toyota manufacturer as far as, as giving them the cars. And, and he's been very sort of, I don't know. Um, he, he's been very selective with what he's had to say about the cars, but he's also been very kind of pointed with his comments. Let me ask you, though. I mean, because Cindric got knocked out, right? 
No, there's only one Penske. Oh, no, he's in the playoffs three, still. All three Penske calls made it. Okay, so they. So of the Penske guys, what are your thoughts on Joey Logano? <laughs> I, I I am not going to underestimate a Joey Logano pole team because you think you've got a championship crew chief and a championship driver. And Joey Logano can show up when it can show up when it matters most. And you think back to what happened in May when he won this race. Joey Logano is not scared about maybe not wrecking somebody, but charging in the corner and get in the middle of you. He will he will do whatever it takes to win a race. And Paul Wolf is a gambler. And I think. Especially, they may try some. They may try some crazy strategy. They're going really short and making it like a tire race, or really long, doing some crazy strategy. But don't underestimate the twenty-two call because they've been so darn consistent. They've been getting top fives. They won a couple of times. One Dalton, one St. Louis. I feel like Joey Logano is forced to make a deep run in the playoffs. I don't know if they'll make Phoenix. Because I don't know if the 22 calls necessarily been great, but if you get if you get good runs, maybe get get a win here or there. Maybe that's all the 22 call needs to make Phoenix. Are, are you worried at all? Because I feel like they have really lacked in speed the last month, like horribly, like way worse than I would have expected. Uh. Yeah, I wouldn't say Joey Logano's been the fastest call, but if you think back, let's see, six at Indy, fourth at Michigan, six at Richmond, third at Washington. I mean, I, that's not bad. That's not bad. No, that's pretty good. It just, I feel like when I've been watching him, he just, he's just been there. You know what I mean? But to your point, if you're just being there and, and kind of finishing in that spot, you sneak away with a win. You're, you, I mean, you're kind of in good shape. It's not like he doesn't know what to do at this point in the season. I mean, could you say that a little bit about Chase Elliott? Because yeah, Chase Elliott may have four wins, but Chase is getting what top fives and top tens every race. I, I would tend to agree with you, but I'm, I'm also the guy that said I'm not overly excited about Chase for for this next you know couple of months. But you're 100 correct. I, I wouldn't disagree. So, if you know me, I am a trivia nerd, and I've, I asked Fantasy Bosco to come up with a uh, trivia question that will try and stump me. So, Bosco, go ahead. All right. Here's the problem. I couldn't find the answer to this question. <laughs> but to recent memory, can you think of any other team that changed numbers going for whatever reason, the rest of the year, the playoffs, whatever, Change the number for their driver to make a run at the owner's championship. Oh gosh. Are you uh I I don't I, I could I couldn't find the answer, man. I, I don't think it's happened, but I, I don't rem- know. I remember um MW Michael Walter racing changing numbers after uh, Dale Jarrett retired in like 2008, but I don't remember a team changing numbers. I don't remember a team changing numbers because one call was in the owner's championship. 
right? Isn't that just kind of weird? It's 2022 in NASCAR. What else would you expect? I don't, I, you're right, because, all right, follow-up trivia, because I know you know the answer to this. When was the last time we had this many winners in a season, different winners? Oh, gosh, was it, I think it was like 2001, right? Yeah, it was something crazy. I had that one looked up, too. I believe it was. <laughs> yeah, and just think, who hasn't won a race this year? Ryan Blaney, Morton Truex? I know. Would it surprise anybody if either one of those guys won like won a race in the playoffs? No, not at all. Although, you know, we have seen once the playoffs start that the playoff teams just they they typically rise to the top. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, me and once in a while. Yeah, 19 different drivers won a race back in 2001. Dylan, you were all over that. I told you you'd get that one. Yeah, Jeff Gordon won, and Jeff Gordon won the championship like a couple of races left, but we'll leave it on. Yeah. So ultimately, which four guys do you think end up in the championship four at a Phoenix? All right, I'm going to stick to my guns and say Harvick. Um, I'm going to go with Hamlin. I'm going to go with, you know what? I am. I'm going to put Logano in that group. And I'm going to put Chase Elliott in that group. I've got, I've got half of you guys. I've got Kyle Lawson in there. I, I feel like Kyle and Cliff Daniels can get it together. And we've got a bunch of good Kyle Lawson tracks coming up. Uh, Chase Elliott's in mine. I mean, Chase's been so consistent. feel like he can get a top five and win every week. Uh, Denny Hamlin is due for a championship, and you know what? It might be this year. I love the, I love the stretch of this season for Denny. And one guy I think who's ready to make a breakout run in the, cha- in the uh, playoffs is uh, Crystal Bell. Bell's That's so, fair. Bell's so consistent. Consistent, probably been the best Toyota on road forces this year. And you think, I think Randwell Dalton, I think, could win at a bunch of different tracks. Maybe not, maybe not win, but he could get a top five, top 10 at almost every track. And I'm excited to see Bell Dalton. And also, the fact he's running the Xfinity race on Saturday is going to help because he gets 200 extra miles. Hey, I'm a big fan. Anytime those cup guys hop in the Xfinity cars, I know people say, oh, that doesn't much converse. But as far as I'm concerned, that's more seat time on a track, on the track. You know what I mean? Just don't have no Gregson wreck everybody like he did a Road America, which Tyler Reddick took a hard hit. I still blame Sage Karen for part of that, though. Hey, at least Tyler won the next day, so we didn't. So we didn't care about it. Right, right. Yeah, that's crazy. That he's won on the road courses. That really is nuts to me. Yeah, Chase Elliott's won. Yeah, Russia Saints won more road course races than Chase Elliott this year. Who would have thought? Yeah, right. And the three wins. 
as good as a dirt track driver he is, as good as an oval driver he is, his wins came on road races. It just, it's kind of funny to me. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for hopping on Fantasy Bosco. We wish you well. Hopefully uh, the playoffs will be just as entertaining and maybe less crash filled as Daytona was last weekend. Let's hope to it, Dylan. I'm with you, man. Give us some good racing and less crashing. Let's roll. Appreciate the time. Thank you so much for letting me come on.